Hey, it's Tony Schiavone of AEW, and you are listening to the Turnbuckle Throwbacks with Phil J and that pain in the ass, Choppy. Your shows, your entertainment, and your network. This is Rant the Remember, what this network wants, this network gets. I promise you that. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the main event of the evening. Broadcasting live from Shaolin, Staten Island. Freak Show Central. Where's that? New York City. The recognized symbol of excellence in sports entertainment broadcasting. It's the Turnbuckle Throwbacks Wrestling Podcast on Rant EM Radio. Proud member of the Shining Wizards Network and Dark Satellite Media. And when the horns is playing, it's like, it soothes your ear. You know what I mean, JC? Yo, I'm hearing you, RZA. But, you know, right now, we're going we gonna to start this off nice and smooth. We're going to bring it rough to him, you know? All right. Because, see, music, that's the key to bring us all together on the one banner. You know what I mean? That's what it's going to do. And, and it don't matter where you're from. Nah. No matter what you do. Whatever you do. We want y'all to do is clap your hands. Clap, clap, clap. I said, I, 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 stomp your feet. Stomp, stomp, stomp. Yo, 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 clap your hands. Clap, clap, clap. Stomp your feet. Stomp, 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 stomp. Yo, yo. Doggy dog said to step right in. Doggy dog said to step right out. Yo. Doggy dog said to step right in. Now tell me something. What the fuck is life about? Yeah. We searched this whole world for Rest love. in peace, Sean. Yeah, Sean Kilkenny passed away from uh, Doggy Dog. I was just going to say, I've never heard this. This is like their last album, their big album. This, sound, this sounds really good. This came out in 96, I think it was. 96. And that sounds like Risen. It back. is the Risen. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. That's why I played it. Yeah. You know, Staten Island, Turnbuckle Throwbacks. Hello. It's all, it's all connected. I, tr- I try to make a theme. Episode 424 of the Turnbuckle Throwbacks. Um, we're live. Uh, we're live on Randy and Radio. We're live to tape. We're live to tape later on. I'm Phil. I'm Jay. All right. So, um, why do I sound like I'm muffled? Do I sound all right to you? I s- you sound you sound like Phil to me. I sound like Phil to you. Okay. Yeah. Maybe it's just me. Maybe it's just a whatever. Anyway, <laughs> it's uh, it's. I mean, for us, it's kind of early. Oh, it's very early actually. It's not even lunchtime yet. So, yeah. um, we'll get into that in a second. Yeah, Sean Kilkenny passed away. He's my age. The guitarist from Doggy Dog. One of the guitarists from Doggy Dog. A lot of loss in the hardcore scene this week. Sean. Passed away. The other guy that was the the, the Slayer dude. I forgot his name already. Um, oh fuck. Lombardo. No, not no, not none of the band. Oh, because Rain and Blood's thirty five years old. They played that yesterday. Oh shit. Oh, unfucking believable. Lombardo said it was his best work ever. Yeah. And Lombardo. Lomb- and Lombardo. Yeah. No, the the guy. Remember the guy in the Beastie Boys video? Um, that um, he takes the eye patch off the guy with the long hand, and he's at the he's at the, he's at the frat house. No. Yeah. Oh yes, yes, yes. He yes. passed away. He was somebody p- important. I forgot his name. I'm 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 forgetting. But more importantly, I saw Sean Kilkenny July eighth, and I remember this date very very vividly. July eighth, nineteen hundred ninety four, at the famous Lamore in Brooklyn. It was Doggy Dog, Life of Agony, oh, a okay. band called Wrench, and then a band called Stomp Box from Boston, which I fucking love. They only did one album for Sony. Such a great fucking band. 
So when Sean passed away, someone posted the flyer of the show. I'm like, holy shit. Now, my best friend at the time, Eric Terzo, he was working at Jane on Music World, slinging cameras. Mm-hmm. There was a Ticketmaster machine in his store. So he would buy fucking tickets, like, every day, you know? Mm-hmm. And he bought, like, $5 tickets for Doggy Dog. $5 tickets to get in. The seat. Can you imagine? Doggy Dog, Life of Agony yeah. is the headline. And we paid $5 to get in. And, of course, I hopped the train, so I didn't even pay train fare. <laughs> at that point, the train ran from all the way from Queens, to, and that was the last stop in Brooklyn, the M train. Ironically, fucking, I don't know, like 10 years later, nine years later, I wound up uh, moving there, moving to that area. Uh-huh. So crazy. <laughs> so anyway, yes, we're live. We're live on the rant. Ha- happy good morning, good afternoon, whoever's listening. Um, but there's nothing on going on the rants. So I took over the feed, so double yeah. A said double A said we can do that whenever I wanted to. So hey, listen, we'll take advantage of it, right? When he says it, yeah. So I I made a video this morning just to let everybody know what's going on. A yes and no, let you know. So like, so the last eleven months, ten months have been very different for the show. Uh, meaning, of course, ob- the obvious is no, there's no choppy, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, we regrouped, um, and just put our efforts into making the show ours, even though Chop's not with us. Uh, even though he still gets fucking hate from Tony Schiavone and Cole Cabana. <laughs> Thank you, Rob. <laughs> Thank you, Ron Singh. Thank you, Elaine. You guys are awesome. Um, Tony Schiavone opened up the show for us today. Yeah. Straight from Comic-Con. I just, I literally just mixed it before you walked in. That's hilarious. So, Good, um, and you said Rob, right? Good catch yeah, by Rob. Yeah. That's awesome. So, yeah. AEW is at Comic-Con today. I bought a shirt from Tony Schiavone a few years ago. Where's my fucking phone call I'm supposed to get from him? Yeah, Tony Schiavone. Yeah, Schiavone. Thank you very but, much for that shout-out. B- but thank you for the shout-out. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, right. So, the, so anyway, make a long story short. There's a, I mean, when, we're not when, when uh, we're going to put some more emphasis into doing the show and not really going live. Uh, w- you will get it live on the audio tip because I broadcast. Um, uh, I record on the same program that I broadcast with. Mm-hmm. So you'll get a broadcast if I feel like right now it's, it's live. So when we go live, you'll hear it unless it's, unless the rant has something else going on. You'll hear us. If not, it'll be live to tape for the foreseeable future just because there's stuff going on behind the scenes. And um, just so we could still do the podcast, yeah, is how you're going to be getting it. Uh, when I figure out how to do make the make the graphics all pretty on on uh, on the video tip, we'll record our shows, and then we'll upload them to YouTube and Facebook, and yeah. everybody can watch. We you can watch what we what we did that day, and you can still enjoy us even though you're not. It's not live, which is fine. Um, yeah, on. it's 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 going to be. It's just easier all around. For the for the time being, because of uh, you know scheduling conflicts and 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 all this stuff, you know. But to me, like I, you know, we because we were talking about it during the week, and it's it's just it makes it makes more sense to go pre-record route because it may change availability, you know, from week to week. So hopefully, we're gonna still gonna try to do some, you know. Some live things here yeah, and there it's, when it's, we it's, can. Yeah, we'll just put it on the Facebook that you know. And again, it's it. We don't expect everybody to jump, drop what they're doing, and yes. then listen to our shit because you know it's not it's not how we do things here. Uh, if you're around, you're around. If not, just fucking download it, download it, and do, support us like do, you always do. Do what we've been doing. Yeah, and uh, like ninety-seven percent of the world downloads us anyway. Yes, that three percent meaning Shaylin and Matt and yeah. Georgie and 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 Rob and everybody else. Dude, you guys are, are are amazing, and we appreciate your love. 
but now you just have it on your phone, on your gimmicks, all, all your gimmicks, actually. Yeah, it really, like I said, it really, you know, it was, it wasn't an easy thought, but it's kind of, it's, it's when all wrote, when those, when those answers start appearing to you, you got to go, you know what, it's, yeah. it's, it's a sign. It's, it's a e- sign. Yeah, it's, gotta... it's either we do this or we don't do the podcast and we, wa- and we, Jay and I decided we still want to do the podcast. Yeah, it's that, that's the priority is, is, is the outlet to do it. And what's the only thing that's going to change is. You know, like I said, how we record, we right, maybe exactly. do have to do we'll have to do some maybe some more remote stuff. Yeah, uh, that's, which is fine. And we already worked on, you know, we're gonna do some. We're gonna record remotely for a, a while if if Jay has if Jay plays his cards right. Yeah, we actually even have a plan in set in in, in place already. So it's yeah, like, we got no choice. It's it and it's not really a big deal. Like yeah. Jay literally lives, I want to say, five miles away. Actually, it's <laughs> it actually pissed me off. What was it last week? It was. When did I take the bike here? Last week? Two or weeks, two weeks two, ago? Two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. That's right. We didn't record last week. And two weeks ago, and I'm eight. I had to map it out. It was like 8.3 miles, and it took me an hour to get here. Oh, you came from Friday, home. So it's eight miles from you, door to door? Friday, so it's not door five to door. Miles, it's eight miles. Okay. Friday traffic is, you know, like nice. I said. But f- And I think I said this on the show before. If you live on Staten Island, and I've been out here, uh, actually, it was 11 years, um, 10 years? 2011, 21, it was 10 years. 10, 11, whatever it was. Anyway, October 1st was the anniversary. But if you live oh. on Staten Island, th- if there's no traffic, you can get to any point of the island in about 20 minutes. If there's no traffic. Absolutely. I, I lived on the North Shore for like almost half of my tenure here, right? And I lived, literally, my first apartment was off Richmond Terrace, right? And I had to come literally two blocks away where I live now, ironically. Mm-hmm. I live here now. But my father-in-law lived like two blocks. He lived around the corner on East Figueroa. He, he had just, yeah. he just, he just actually just moved. He just sold his home after 20, 30 years being here. Um, but from from door to door, I drove, and it was forty minutes. Yeah. Traffic. Yeah. Right. Um, it's a sh- and this is not going on the highway. No, this is oh, local. Oh yeah, you go on the highway, you're fucked. Because the Staten Island Expressway, it's like mis- we we call it that in the Bell Parkway. I call it mystery traffic. Yeah. Because there's nothing going on. There's no construction. There's no police activity. There's no there's no vehicles. It's just congestion. It's just congestion. It's it's called and you know, so um, yes, it's a pain in the balls if you want to get somewhere. You know. Yeah. So, like last night, I was coming home from work, and I my first I take two buses. The first bus never showed up. So now I'm on a schedule. I'm, if I catch this bus, I get this bus, I get home on time. Yeah. So now I'm like, all right, maybe if I – so now the bus comes 12 minutes late. So now I'm timing it. If I can get to Fifth Avenue before 730, I might be able to catch my driver, my bus driver. Yeah. Instead of getting off on Sixth Avenue, I can get off at Fifth Avenue and walk the two blocks down to, like, his second or third bus stop. So now I'm like, like an, I, I'm out of breath. I'm out of shape. I'm fucking jetting to this, right? And I get there at like 7.29, like 40 seconds, and I fucking stand there, and he never, still never shows up. Uh-huh. So another bus shows up. So it's the Sim 4-something. It actually goes past Choppy's old crib on Richmond Avenue. So I was like, hey, you go to the transit center? And he goes, yeah. I'm like, good. I, was, I wasn't going straight home last night. I was going to yeah. stop. I was going to make a stop. Um. So uh, I was gonna go transit and then go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. N- n- usually, I go. I get off at Caton, which is before the stop before, or Genesee. Cause my bus driver lets me off at the stop that night. He's not supposed to. Yeah, that's, that's my boy. So I go in, and all of a sudden, it's a brand new bus, like brand, like c- fresh car smell, 
It's got the seats. It's got the it's got the USBs in the seats. Oh shit! Like it's got the screen. Like you know, it stop you're at right. Yep. Fucking all of a sudden, he gets to like the battery tunnel and he, and I hear this beep, 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 like this constant beeping, and I'm like, it's not a seatbelt beep. Yeah, that's a big difference. If you're if you're if you're a new car owner that's or a newer th- car owner. I know, and now see working working with the trucks for for sanitation. I know exactly what beep that is. Right, right. So that beep means that the temperature on the engine. Yep. Regeneration. Is correct. So now he's like, oh, he's typical Staten Island Guido too. Uh, ladies and gentlemen over here, uh, I got some, I got some. Uh, and he's like mumbling, he's like he's stumbling. He's like, I got you know. There's something wrong with the bus. I'm going to try to make it over the bridge, and then they will work it out from there. I'm like saying to myself, son of a bitch. Because this bus, either, you know, if my bus goes all the way down Highland, his bus goes all the way down Richmond, and then around the mall, and then fucking to Huguenot, whatever, mm-hmm. where I used to live, not too far from where you used to live. So now I'm like, all right, so now the fucking bus breaks down. He, he gets over the bridge. There's two buses there waiting for us from, uh, from other buses. So I jump on the bus I was supposed to be on, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it wasn't my driver. And this guy's like fucking driving Miss Daisy. And I really <laughs> wanted to be somewhere before nine thirty. So I jumped off at fucking Tyson's lane. I'm like, fuck this shit. Yeah. I jumped in an Uber and I made it to where I had to be, right? But the but the point I'm making is even in tr- even with mass transit on this island, you got it's a fucking it's you could be anywhere, it could take you an hour to get somewhere. Like if I wanted to go to Jay's house right now where he lives now, from where I am. It's literally an hour and a half to get there by yeah. by by public transportation, by car no traffic twenty minutes. You know that's how it is out here in Queens. It's even worse. In Queens, it could be take two hours depending on traffic for mass transit. Yeah, you know. So. It's it, it's it like you said. It's kind of um, it kind of handcuffs you a little bit because, like you said, because now, you know when I. When I would want to, I w- I like to get here early. I ch- or try to get here as early as I can. Yeah, you know, talk talk about what we're gonna do. You know, just instead of like kind of getting in and plugging in, which I, I'm a vi- you know guilty of doing too. But like you know, on Fridays, like I gotta leave at like you know five ten the latest to get here for a little after six, and it's just like and it's it's insane, you know. Especially like you said, when we're on the same fucking island. It's amazing. It's not like, and I listen. I can we can drive to New Jersey quicker than I can get to your house. We're literally ten minutes away from New Jersey, from here. Literally ten minutes, no traffic. It's just weird how the city works, especially here on the yeah, island. Yeah, it's, it's so it's so weird. It does. It, it's 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 not fair. It's it, no. It's, well, yeah, I I cry out all the time. It's like no, my cries fall on deaf ears though. No one oh gives, yeah. No one gives a shit about my fucking commute. But anyway, uh, so that that's our story. Um. And we got a cool throwback for you tonight. And uh, you know, I'm th- I was th- I, st- I should have told you this in pre-production. I think we should dedicate, start dedicating October to like this kind of shit that we're doing tonight. Yeah, I think so too. Leading it all to like Halloween Havoc at the end of the month, which yeah. is Jay's birthday show. By the way, we're gonna be doing a birthday show for Jay. So now it's like, all right, now let's do that. And then I w- I want to do like some angry, violent, like ECW, XPW, Japan. Yeah, we haven't really done an ECW in a while. So I think we should start, I think I think the, the, the throwbacks, should, the throwbacks podcast should start dedicating October to death and despair. Because <laughs> <laughs> I actually just found all my XPW stuff. No shit. I have it all on DVD. Oh. Yeah. So there's a really good match on there, I think, with Terry Funk and Shane Douglas. Matter of fact, I think I was at that card. I'm, I'm not sure. I have to look up my ticket stubs, but Either way, um, I didn't watch much wrestling this week. 
Yeah, uh, you know, I I caught, I just caught kind of. Th- thank God, it's funny. I, it's you want a laptop or are you good? No, no, I'm good. Okay, it's it's funny because you you go you go through life doing something and then all of a sudden like you just realize every day. I was just saying it to my partner at work. It's like every day, you know, I, you have the mental checklist and then you just go, where am I losing time? But is it like, am I taking too much on? And then as it gets closer to the night, thank God for YouTube. Because I could just catch highlights and clips, and then the matches I want to see, like I seen the eight man match. You know that was something I sought out after uh, the Casino Royale match. You know, my boy's back. That that I had to catch. Thank God. But you know, it, it's it is funny. Like I said, same thing. Where it's like all of a sudden you go, holy shit, it's Thursday, and I haven't even watched the throwback, let alone I've watched see what's going on in in, in the wrestling world. You know, so. It is kind of funny. I I I'm in the same exact boat. The pro and here's the deal. I have a lot more free time than you do, right? The problem is, is that I'm I'm a zombie. By the time I walk in here at night, because my day starts at five a.m. Yeah, my day doesn't end till nine nine fifteen. So like I walk in, I literally get undressed. I'll eat some. I'll eat. A, I I make the same thing. I make a sandwich. I don't even want to cook. I make yeah. a sandwich. I might even be eating that. Lee, I'm just starving. I eat a sandwich. I sit down right next to where you're sitting for like an hour, and I start falling asleep on the couch. I watch hockey or whatever whatever sport that's on, and I fucking fade away. And I, and it's like I don't even if I have any energy. If I was home last night, I would have watched wrestling. I wasn't home last night. I went out after, and that was a mistake too. Yeah, because I'm fucking, I, I'm I'm exhausted. Like I was literally like keeping myself awake. Um, but cause my day starts so early and it ends so late. So like by the time th- t- Friday, it's like my recharge day. If I don't have a doctor's appointment or I have to be at the barber, I'll literally lay in bed awake till like 11 o'clock in the morning and get motivated. Today was a little different cause you were coming. Yeah. So I had to really force myself out of bed and take a shower cause I smell like fucking hot garbage and then take a fuck. And then, and, and I didn't even shave my head. I'm like, you know, I'm going to shower. I'm already. I already had show prep done. The only thing I had to do was log back in because Rob sent us that clip literally right before you walked in. Yeah. So shout out to everybody who was at Comic Con today and this weekend. Yeah, I know. I, I, and it was so funny because it and it shows you sometimes like like you said how fucking fast life is going. I'm just going holy shit. It's, it's Comic Con. Yeah. And it's it's uh, yeah, yeah it's October. Yeah. So I got a call from Rob, um, our boy Lou, and Lou was like, I have a ticket for for like Saturday. I'm like, dude, I don't even want, I don't even have the energy yeah. to go. I, I just. I don't even want to pay seventy five dollars and walk around with these fucking people this year. Like I'm just I'm out of it. I'm just you yeah. know. And I love Comic Con. I usually go either that Thursday or that Friday almost every year. Yeah. And I always say I'm not going and someone and tickets fall into my lap. Yeah. Every fucking year. I always said I wanted to go. I remember um one year a few years ago with my old roommate. I um we almost he went to San Diego one year. He was like, Yo, we gotta That's go. That's the one I wanna go. I so I remember I made plans, I took off from work, but it just never just never came to fruition. And uh I said that about maybe I was like, Oh, maybe I'll just start with the you know, the the New York City one. It's at the Javits Center, you know, you could drive to it, you know, or it's probably better to take public trams. Oh, no, he's fine, he's fine. Oh, okay. Sorry. But uh yeah, so I I said it and I was like, ah oh, shit, man. I was like, me and the queen would love to fucking go to that. Just to just to go to a, like a horror con or something. So we'll see. You know, next year is always next year. That's why that's why I feel about being a Mets fan. It's always next year. Oh, same thing with the Yankees with the heartbreaking. Well, well it wasn't heartbreaking. You know, I want to kind I wanna, of expect. I want. There's a couple of guys online I want to address really quick with that. 
um, obviously we all know the the Red Sox beat the Yankees in the in the uh, in the one playoff game, the wild card game. Um, that team was built for the playoffs. Yeah, right. They're just a bunch of bangers. They had a great winning streak. Their pitching isn't that good, and when your ace pitcher isn't good in an it's important game, it's not gonna it'll happen. catch it'll catch up to you. But stop. You know, everybody's like, thirty million dollars a year came this fucking four innings. It, dude, it's not how much he's made. He didn't dic- he didn't dictate that money. The market dictates that money. Yeah. If somebody wants to give him thirty million dollars a year, they're going to because that's the market, yep. right? He's a great pitcher. He's a phenomenal pitcher. I'm 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 a Mets fan. I'm telling you that. I'm an, I'm, I'm I'm a National League guy, and I'm telling you that, right? Um, I, you know, I think the, the even in sports, even like in wrestling, it's like you know. Just because you give somebody a certain amount of money, it doesn't mean that they this they're they're supposed to. I mean they're 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 not that they're supposed to. They're uh, it's assumed that they're going to perform at that level for you for your for your team, right? <coughs> Braun Strowman, right? Exactly. Who's banging um Puerto Rican China? I seen that. I didn't they know were, that. Yeah, I seen that. I I joined TikTok. I don't do t- I did like a video to mess around with it, but I don't. Yeah. I just watch videos all night. That's another thing I do now while I'm passing out in my bed. I watch fucking TikTok. Oh yeah, right. It's, it, you're it's, hooked. Yeah, it's like you with the fucking wormhole with the YouTube. Yeah. Same thing, but she and him are like a thing now. Yeah. And you know, anyway, he just wrestled uh, EC3. Where? At the Frida Narrative. It was. Oh, uh, that's EC3's on, thing, right? It was on Fight TV. Oh yeah. yeah. I didn't get a chance to see it. I heard about that. I just read about it. Heard about that, but it's the same thing where it's like where Braun Strowman g- got a great deal with with the E, you know, he was literally just it was perfect timing, and whether he didn't live up to it or the the pandemic, whatever the case may be, either way, there's still the 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 wind was taken out of the sails, and I don't I don't think he's gonna be gone long. I still think he's gonna go back to the E at some point. I think he's you gonna be his own impact. He's going wherever EC3 is going. Him and him and EC3 are definitely boys backstage. I think if I want to say, that's definitely my keys. <laughs> um, I know when what's his face got married, uh, Rockstar Spud, they were all in the wedding party. He's nice, Braun EC3. I didn't know that. Very so cool. I know that they're tight. So I'd assume, you know, ROH. He 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 was saying that he got. He's gotten a call from every three letter. <laughs> I, I love how you're not even on social media with us on the page, but yet you know all these fucking things. I have no. I idea. read. Yeah, I know. Reddit. I know. I know. I, I know what it is. I've I've got. So it's funny. I say I don't do social media, but then I do. I do uh, Reddit. I like reading Reddit. Like you know. And I'm and I'm happy for it. Yep. It's, I like the little tidbits. Um. Anyway, but getting back to wrestling. This is a wrestling podcast. Yeah, I didn't see any of the. Re- I didn't see anything this week. Just uh, the the AEW big news coming out of AEW is, uh, you know, obviously we all knew Hangman Adam Page was coming back at some point. Thank you. Yep, he was coming back. Uh, I tell you, this was this was a good this was a good way for him to get in. Um, you know, because now he's in line for for a title shot. Now it makes sense. It almost now makes sense for Kenny Omega to lose, which I still don't want him to lose. Even to Adam Page, but to Adam Page, you have to let it happen because he is now coming. Now let's just see where the story goes. Let's see how they build him back up. And this is kudos to Tony Khan. I'm going to say, and and this is going back to my fifty fifty booking gimmick with him, mm-hmm. right? So now you bring Punk in, you bring Brian in, you, you you know you bring all these Danielson in, you bring all these guys, and it's like you're not going to push him into that title picture right away. And CM Punk actually said this from the beginning. 
there's so many people that he can fuck with in the locker room. He, he gets, just who did he just call out? He just called out somebody. Yeah, uh, for for rampage. Right. Um, I don't know. Was it Daniel Garcia? Probably. Daniel Garcia. But, like, there's so many guys, and then Brian Danielson, same thing. Like, there's so many. Bobby Fish just signed over there. Oh, he signed an official deal? Yeah. I know he wrestled uh, Sammy Guevara. Yeah. Because Sammy Guevara won the uh, the TV title for Miro. Which I was surprised about. We were all surprised. Uh, You know, I I just, I feel bad for Miro because I I love Miro, man. I think this guy is a fucking star. Yeah, you're big into Miro. I hope. I hope that this is a way for him to get into the the the, the heavyweight title belt uh, picture because th- that would only make sense for him for him to lose the TV the TNT major, belt major heel like after Hangman yes. wins yes you see that them headlining a yeah. pay per view oh or, yeah yeah because but you gotta give you gotta give Miro time you know you can't right now there's a lot of ingredients in the gazpacho of AEW. Because there's too much going on, and I think what they're doing with with Daniel Br- or Brian Danielson, I'm gonna keep calling him that, and and Punk is they're doing the right thing. That that tw- the 30 minute match was great with him and Omega. Okay, it had the only way for it to end I was, was a no, draw. I was at the fucking snack stand for 75 minutes, <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I watched it. The only way for it to end was the only it was was a draw. You still leaving it open. Brian is is always going to be dancing with the with the with the heavyweight title pitcher, but like you said, you got Omega now. Hangman wins wins the the contract. What is it? What is it? The the the, the poker chip or whatever the fuck yeah. he wins. Um, it's their version of Money in the Bank. Yeah, basically. Let's see where it goes. Build him. I don't want him to cash it in next week, and that's it. I want it to to the escalate. Build. Yep. I'm glad. I'm glad that um they're doing it like that. I'm glad that he's. I'm telling you, and I said this before they were even a company. Yeah. When he fought Joey Janela in that in that fucking barrel match in Chicago, that all in. Yeah. I looked over to my crew and I was like, our crew, I should say now because you're in the crew. <laughs> I, looked, I looked at our crew and I was like, you know what? That's the guy. That's amazing to he, think that that was 2018. It's just amazing sometimes how you. I mean, listen, it's not rocket science, man. Wrestling fans can foresee a lot of things right because it's it's if it's if it's booked a certain way you get it like that but in the same breath it it, if the if the if the journey is that long you know it it makes it worth your while like you said you keep building tell a good story you have you have all these people at your disposal all this talent at your disposal you know it's not even an issue anymore you know where you can build stars yeah and like Keep him tucked away, like you can tuck Miro away forever, and it'll feel like forever. And then all of a sudden he's world champion, or all of a sudden he's television champion. All of a sudden, like you know, it's it's that thing. And, and Jericho's gonna fit that too, because listen, MJF is still waiting. Yeah, he could uh, like there's guys, dude. There's there's talent there. You know, there's talent in every fucking fed. Yeah. Right? But like this. But AEW's especially. But but like you said, what's happening is you're bringing in these big names. And I said it from from when when the the transition started happening is you got the Janellas, you got the Sunny Kisses, you know, you got. The Danny Garcia's. Yeah. You know, uh, what's this? Kip Sabian, who I know he's out with an injury, but still. But still, yeah. On the bottom. These these guys, you know, like Orange Cassidy, like still 
a decent he's, name. He's, he's, he's over, though. He's a star. He's over. He's but, a star. But, but now the shine that he had. It's Darby Allen. Yeah, Darby Allen. Darby Allen is, is somebody to pay attention to because they're still making room for him. They're still making him prominent, which is good. Um, I like what they're doing with him, but you know, with when you're bringing in these big names, that's that's the kind of the drawback is you can kind of that gets affected, and you know, but it's it's just it's it's a casualty of war. It's it it happens. These things gotta happen. So I'm excited to see. You know, uh, I think I think it's Punk against Daniel Garcia for Rampage. I think Punk is very happy with. What he's doing, I think, with with him coming in and just stopping in, you know, he doesn't need to be part of a big storyline. He just wants to get in there, get over, almost kind of start from scratch type uh, feel to it, just with a bigger name. Um, you know, what do you what do you think about the Cody Rhodes on Anderson stuff? That on Anderson promo was 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 pretty good. My, I, my son is fixated on this promo. I'm getting TC sending me T-shirts and memes. Yeah. Of, of it. It's it, if I showed you his fucking Twitter and his and his text message, um, it's cool. Uh, it's double A, man. I he, thought the, I thought the promo was good. Yeah. I thought it was, but like when I read about it online, it was it seemed a little bit more grand than it actually was. Well, because it was awesome because it's on Anderson. Like being, you know, with guns, like it's like it's a weird thing. But he almost like re- it's almost reinventing himself so, again. So we all know Cody isn't going heel anytime soon, right? This gives this gives them an opportunity to either do a couple things. It either brings on Anderson as a heel, and he man mentors somebody else to go after Cody, or Cody becomes like uh, what Finn Balor does with the with the with the with the with the demon. Yeah, he becomes this angry, uh, more violent dude. Even though he's a face, he's got to go like to the extreme to 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 beat his guys. And it's like, listen, Malachi Black. Yeah, a you know him and him and Brody are fucking PWG tag champions. The forbidden door opened in PWG. You mm-hmm. know, him and Brody fucking Brody King, man. Um, but, you know, it's... Y- y- you're gonna keep throwing these guys at Cody. Cody gets beat up. He gets left for dead. Then he comes back and he has these quote-unquote, these great matches. I'm not, I'm not big into Cody Rhodes. But if you're gonna build Cody like that, that's the way you do it. Yeah, you know, and, and you know, it was reported that, um, you know, Cody isn't going heel anytime soon. I think that's a mistake. Um... But I, I, this is just me. Once again, sometimes tinfoil hat, sometimes not. I think Cody's just, I think he's trying to get John Cena type heat to turn heel. I think, you know, you remember like when, when Cena, when everybody was against Cena in like 2015, 2014, everybody wanted him to turn heel. He wasn't turning heel. He wants to have Roman that. Roman Reigns, same thing. He, yeah, exactly. Roman Reigns of two years ago. They, I, I think Cody's very smart to the business and knows that the internet can be used as a weapon to sell your product. I think he's using. I think he's doing exactly that. Because I'm, I'm a guy that you know, like the Beatles, Paul is dead thing. 
I think John Lennon one day, one night, smoking fucking weed with with Paul McCartney. He goes, "Wouldn't you think it would be kind of funny if we just say we put that in there?" And it's, it sounds like Paul is dead. Let's just perpetuate this, and I guarantee you, they'll be talking about it for fifty years. I think he had that forward thinking mentality. Well, Slayer did it too. Slayer was like at at the time. You want to go that route? Slayer was like all these families are suing bands for kids killing themselves. And they took, was, I don't know if it was Hello 8s. It was Hello 8s. Hello 8s, they purposely, you, if you open the record, it's like, say arch, say arch. Yeah, say, yeah, and yeah. You start, and you play it back, say join us, join us. Join. Yeah. They did it on purpose. Yeah. So basically, you know, um, yeah, that, that, yeah, that's cool. You know who I would throw at Cody right now, and even though he doesn't need it? MJF. Yeah, because you can almost reverse the roles a little bit. MJF plays the martyr, you know, even though he's the heel. Oh, this Cody guy gets all the fucking reality yeah. shows. He gets the hot wife. Well, that's, you know. And, you know and, and but then, then, once again, like, how much of this is a shoot? Not even so much that, but like you said, the roads at top, whatever the yeah, fuck it is. Yeah, yeah, I get it. I get it. You know, you know, and this, and this, and listen, it was reported, too. There's a lot. When there's smoke, there's fire to me. There's a lot of shit going on with these EVP. I guarantee. When was the last time, anywhere, that the uh, the the Bucks and Cody were in the same room together? Bucks, you know, Cody and well, that was and Cody, Omega. But that's Cody's fault, though. But I wonder, like, they're it's, saying that there's no nothing, like there's nothing going on, right? Yeah. But there's something. Well, I mean, there is and there isn't. I mean, they. I mean, listen. It's, it's now being reported that the EVPs lost all creative power, which we all know is kind of bullshit. It's kind of bullshit. But there's something there. You have to understand something. Anytime you go into business with a friend, okay, yes. there's a line that's drawn. And this is anywhere from a small business to a corporate company, whatever, whatever, right? Yeah. That's your friend, but if your friend is inadvertently preventing you from advancing in your position then you're not going to think of that friend as a good friend, that much of a friend anymore. Yeah. And it's not really, it's hard. I've seen this before, like with with, uh, with small businesses. Like, you know, like I have friends who open like their, their own shit and they're like, oh, we'll, we'll split the whatever. It's not about splitting the profit. It's about expanding your brand. Yeah. They're trying to build something and within two years, they're worth half a billion dollars. Why? Because they got a good TV deal. They signed a shit ton of good talent. They're putting out a good product. They they can't keep their merchandise off the shelves. I yeah. mean, Cole Cabana is a fucking millionaire now because of the, of his best of his good friend's t shirt shop. Yeah, yeah. Who's now the distributor for New Japan Pro Wrestling mm-hmm. for AEW? Smart move. And for every independent wrestler on the planet. Yeah. Okay, including Turnbuckle Throwbacks. Cheap plug, right? <laughs> so, but you, but you know, it's that kind of party. So I feel like all that 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 all that's all locker room bullshit talk, man. I don't think there's any animosity because you watch these videos they do with, with the, being the elite. They're playing up the heel. They love it. Yeah, you know. And Cody's just Cody t- took the other route. He's gonna be the merchandise guy. He, they're gonna make the deal. The, the LJNs of him. They're gonna yeah. they're gonna give him the reality shows. Well, like you they're said, I mean, I could see I could see both the, parts of it. Where it's they're like, not gonna put Kenny Omega on a fucking on a reality show. Yeah, that's not who Kenny Omega is. But it's funny because if like look at it this way, 
in the eighties when you know Florida was booming and Jim Crockett, like if Dusty had a chance to be on TV for a reality show, yes. Dusty would be on a reality because show. Because Dusty, yeah, because Dusty saw the bigger picture. Yeah, I'm not saying Cody didn't see the bigger picture, but Cody had to know when you get in bed with a Tony Khan with your friends. Mm-hmm. Those are your friends, but money's fucking money, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They, your friends ain't gonna pay your bills. But but that's what I'm saying though. Like why why all of a sudden is he not on BTE? Like he like he hasn't been on in God knows. I mean, I don't even watch it that often. He's but the, I just he's know he's the not John. On. He could because he's the John Cena of AEW now. Yeah. He's the he he's he's he basically he's the face of AEW. Yeah. I don't think he should be. I think he's a self-proclaimed face <laughs> right. of the AEW. Right, but you know, they're not making LJNs of the Bucks. Well, the, LJ, the Bucks is on their own. Yeah. But they're not making LJNs of Kenny Omega. They're not making, they're not Yet. putting that, they're, but they're not putting them on the reality shows. They're yeah. not putting them, he's not doing stupid game shows on TBS. Yeah. That he is. Yeah. So it's like, maybe it was designed that way. Hey, Cody, why don't you do that and we'll stick to the wrestling. But it True. I, I I see what you're saying you there. Want you I do think that, there's a lot of validity we'll stick, to and that. We'll, and we'll stick to the wrestling because you know what? At the end of the day, we all can't be doing the same fucking thing. I agree. You know what? We all can't be doing the same. And listen, it, it's it's fun. And I was talking to our boy Eric Martin from Minnesota. Eric got tickets for the, the pay-per-view in Minnesota, right? And I was like, you know what? He goes, and we talk about, about seating and everything else. I was telling another friend, I was like, you know, it's it depend it doesn't even the venue doesn't even matter anymore. It was it was electric. Yeah. Because he actually had a vibe with him. It was electric. It was like being at a fucking playoff sports game. It was like being at a WrestleMania. Uh, the fans are bringing it back. Um, it's fun. Yeah. You know, not all of it's fun. Not all of it I like, but I like a lot of it. But I like a lot. Yeah. You know what Without I'm saying? Without a doubt. So it's like we. I'll endorse any wrestling. Case in point, the fucking throwback tonight. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Right. I'll endorse anything because it's wrestling, and and to a to a fault, to a fault. Because a lot of a lot of our crew calls us out on shit. I mean, how can you watch that? How can you look at that and and think? It's like I remember when I first told and I forget, I would tell them a casual wrestling fan about, about five years ago, my admiration for Adam Cole, and they were like, really. That dude's not even two hundred pounds. Yeah, I'm like, but that dude is money, man. Has nothing to do with it. Yeah, but that dude, he doesn't have a look. He doesn't need. He doesn't. He, he has doesn't need that look. He's got everything else. So I mean, so with the, and the Bucks have that. The Bucks are marketable. The Bucks were millionaires before AEW because they marketed themselves. Mm-hmm. They knew they weren't going to make the money they made if they wanted to go up north to New York. They weren't going to get that. They knew by killing themselves basically. And putting their merch out and killing it in New Japan, killing it in PWG, yeah. killing it in, in Ring of Honor, and just making a name for yourself. And then Bullet Club happened, and that that that, all, that was all really organic when you think about it. Yeah. Right? Um, those guys were millionaires before they – these guys had a platform. All the guys that are that are big had platforms before they were AEW, including Cody Rhodes. Cody was a WWE superstar. Yep. No, everybody forgets that. He was in, he was in major storylines. He was a he was a he was a singles champion, he was a tag champion. He had shitty gimmicks, he had good gimmicks. He wasn't a bad guy, a bad worker. He was average at best, in my opinion. But he's a Rhodes. Yeah, it's and, royalty. And and royalty always carries weight. Royalty will oh, no matter what you're wh- whether you're whether you're the Queen of England 
or your Cody Rhodes, yeah. royalty will always carry weight. Like I said, I, I I mean you you sold me on it because you're right because that's why Tony Schiavone's there. That's why Jim Ross is there. Okay, that's why unfortunately Excalibur's there, but the the all the but I mean all the old conjures are there. Yeah. That's why that's why Jake the Snake is there. Mm-hmm. That's why Tully Blanchard. Tully Blanchard. That's why they sting. That's why they when they, their first pay per view in Chicago they brought out fucking Road Warrior Animal. Yeah. Why rest in peace? But because of royalty. Royalty carries weight. It's. Pro wrestling will still give it due diligence to the to the old school, just like we do every fucking week for the last almost ten years, basically. So, anything else in AEW? No, I think that's it. I I like what they're doing so far. <coughs> Excuse me, NXT for that matter. Um, Halloween Havoc, October twenty sixth. I'm excited. When's your birthday? Twenty seventh. Twenty seventh, right? October twenty seventh. Think it's twenty sixth. It's twenty seventh. Maybe thirty six. So, so the day before your birthday. Shut up. So the day before your birthday, <laughs> they're doing Halloween Havoc again. Yeah, um, and Steiner's kids got the title shot already. I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at it either. But my, I, I was wait. I wanted, I wanted your opinion. I, I was waiting for you to. I think it's, I think it's fast. I think, um, you know, once again, if we, if we're believing, and we, we know it is, but I'm just following the narrative. If this is NXT 2.0, you got to establish Champa a little bit more. Um, but in the same sense, bro, which which is a stupid fucking name, he's a Steiner. Let him be a fucking Steiner, please. Uh, I, I don't to, understand I have, I have changing his you, name. I have to agree with you there, partner. I don't, Braun. I first off, I don't, I don't hate the name Braun Rick Steiner or Braun Steiner. I don't even hate that fucking name. But Braun Breaker, give me a fucking break. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, pun intended. Uh, but. Um, he can go in. They they're clearly putting a lot of lot of time into him. He can go into a match with with with, with Champa, have a great match. It looks like, uh, from the little I've seen with of of him, and he can lose and still get over. That's still possible in these days. You can lose. Imagine that, Phil. Lose and get over. Hundred percent. It's amazing it, how you, that happens. You know, you know me. If it tells a good story, I don't. That's care. it. So I, I, I don't hate ti- it. Does he win the title? Nah. I, no. <laughs> Listen. Once again, once again, you got crazy fucking the old man at the helm. Anything is Goldberg could show up in NXT for all we know. All right. <laughs> fucking they can they can fucking unburied Chief J Strongbow, and come out. He'll win the fucking belt somehow. <laughs> it's Vince McMahon. Anything is possible, but what I want to see is have Champa still kind of hold the belt. Um, and like I said, maybe from me, maybe that's just my impartial look of I love the idea of a champion holding a belt for an established amount of time. Who's um, Nick Aldis? Nick you, Aldis. You made, you made reference to this a few times, and, yeah. and and part of me is is on that boat with you. Because I am an old school guy, you know that I'm very old now, but I'm an old school guy, and I wish the the audience didn't have this ADHD mentality. Yes, where you can put the belt on somebody for X amount of time, right? I feel like the fans and the time of the time that we're living in dictate. That for that not to happen. Well, that's society in and of itself, right? Like it, I, it's it's got to be now, fast, yeah. quick. You know? I always say, I always say that about 
about the kids. Like they 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 don't know what it's like to sit in the back seat of a car and wait, wait for, for a, a song. song to come on. Right, it's always Imagine my fucking. That. And like you said, it's instant gratification. And up oh, the numbers are down. Up, oh, let's switch the belt. Like it's so easy to what do they call that hot shot? It's so easy to hot shot an angle. But what do you do the following week? Like I said, you you what they're doing with Keith Lee now on on Raw. They changed his name, right? The Bearcat, which I'm not, I'm not, I'm not against. I, I, I it's I, an homage I, to an old African American wrestler. Yeah, right? I, I don't hate, I don't hate the name Bearcat, uh, for for Keith Lee, but whatever. But they put him in the ring with with the jobber, you know, an enhancement guy, you know, build him up that way, build him up like you did Braun Strowman. Keith Lee has it. He's a big guy who can fucking go. There's no need for him to be. In the opening match, you know, all this stuff, you know, having matches and, and start-stop pushes, put them in, strap a rocket to them, watch them go. Build it up, build it up, build it up for a cr- nice crescendo. Especially now you got Big E with the belt. I think I think this would be a great time to build somebody else up. Um, obviously, he can't get it done on the mic. He's not terrible on the mic, but... He would he would benefit dearly from from a mouthpiece, but that's down the road. Build him up properly. Same thing with Braun Breaker. I think Braun Breaker, you know, he 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 doesn't seem bad in his vignettes. Um, but maybe it's too soon. But maybe they see something else from him that I you know. But I I think I think something like that you can you can kind of wait and the the juice is worth the squeeze at the end. The juice is worth the squeeze. Yes. They just found the, they just found the, the I don't name, know. Name of today's episode. Taba, Taba says it all the time. She goes, where do you come up with this shit? I had a, I had a, uh, the new one was, you know, hey, do you want to do this? I'm like, is the pig's ass pork? Let's do this. You know, like, and she just goes, where do you think of this stuff? I was like, I don't know. I hear it somewhere and it just stays in my cerebellum or something. So, but NXT, you know. Juice is worth the squeeze. <laughs> I think. I'm not upset with this thing. I still think there's a lot of shit behind the scenes going down. I, you know, there's always there was always those, those stories from a few years ago that Triple H doesn't Triple H and Stephanie, you know, don't exactly see eye to eye with Kevin Dunn. Um, I think they're waiting for the old man to kick the bucket, which who knows, he might be like Walt Disney and has like the secret to cryogenically freeze himself or something and show back up later, fifty like, years like from a now. Walt Disney. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and uh, John Wayne. yeah, and to me, you know, I don't trust NXT in his hands. It's it's that simple. Um, SmackDown is good. Raw is starting to the pendulum swing it back the other oh, way. Like I said, the draft. I don't think it has anything to do with the draft. You just think because of what's going on, I just think with everything. I I like the belt on Big E. I love it on him. <clears throat> I think you could still be goofy and zany, but you know. He can turn that switch and turn serious, and that's what we need to see now is that serious side of Big E. Um, you know, the stuff, like you said, Kofi won the belt first. I think Big E, let's give him a nice run here. Uh, Drew McIntyre, you know, stuff's going on with him and Jinder and whoever the other guys are, Jinder's uh, handlers, uh, Shanky and Veer, whatever the fuck their name is. Um, I like, I like what's going on with, uh, 
Roman Reigns, obviously. How do you not? Roman against Brock. Great stuff. Obviously, it's going down for the, sh- what is it, the showdown in Saudi or whatever the hell it's fucking called. Yeah. Crown Jewel. Crown Jewel. Week That's the week before, right? Well, the 21st. Yeah. Goldberg's fighting Roman Reigns, right? Uh, no. no, Braun's fighting Roman Reigns. Goldberg, Braun's Goldberg's fighting... Uh, not Braun. Bobby Lashley. Bobby Lashley. Which I'm not, which I'm not against... Have have Goldberg. There's no reason why Goldberg can't come back. Goldberg can still go. I remember hearing something uh, a while ago. Goldberg, think about it. Goldberg's uh, move set benefits his age right now. You know, Goldberg never did a lot of stuff back then. This isn't. I'm not talking shit about Goldberg. Goldberg was over. With that, there's no question. Organically in WCW, Goldberg was over. He was probably a, a, a big reason. Maybe he's he might have been the second reason next to the NWO why WCW was as popular as it was. Uh, you know, but his move set was never dynamic, especially now he's 54, 55, around that age. He's in good shape, great shape probably, I'd even say. There's no reason why you can't bring him back twice a year, three Roman's times a year. Roman's fighting Brock too at, yeah. at the Crown Jewel. That's what I right? mean, yeah. Roman was fighting Brock, so it's Goldberg against Lashley. But I don't need to see Goldberg fighting for a belt. There's no need to put the belt on Goldberg. We don't even need him sniffing at it. You can have him come in. You get the nostalgia. Um, you get the nostalgia fanfare with him showing up and fighting a guy like Lashley. And if Lashley beats Goldberg, it's it's even better. It's it, it, you, you still make it happen. You still make everything good. And they brought back the Hurt Business, which now I think is a great move. Um, you know, Cedric Alexander and, and Shelton Benjamin being being shown on TV, especially bringing back the Hurt Business. You know, the only thing they're missing is MVP. MVP just had the surgery fairly recently. Uh, Well, a week ago, two weeks ago. So I love following him on uh, Instagram. Yeah, he's he, we have a lot in common, actually, <laughs> in terms of uh, of sports and music. Yeah. So he's a he's a he's a he's a he's a he's an asset, man. I like him a lot, but. I, I think the E, you know, Daniel uh, Brian Danielson and Punk go in there. There's always talks of what's gonna what what Bray Wyatt's gonna do. Um, wrestling in and of itself is exciting. Um, I think the E is feeling is feeling a little bit of the the heat, and I think they they see it. And like I said, I I said it a while ago, the pendulum's gonna swing back the other way. Raw's going to get good. I think we're in the beginning of that stage. Uh, I'm excited to see what's going to happen. Um, you know, but like a big thing I wanted to talk about was the Kevin Owens. You know, his con- they're saying his contract's up in January, which... Don't read, don't read too much into that. I'm going to tell you why. I don't think, honestly, and this I could be wrong, unless he wants to go, they can't afford to lose him. They can't. Because he's he's become an asset. He can work. He can talk. He does commentary. Yep. Um, like he does all of that. You know, to 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 a to a top level too. Yeah, I I think Kevin Owens his contribution to the game the last fucking ten years of his career has been phenomenal. You can put that, and he can fit anywhere. Yeah. You know, I like him better as a heel, but. That's just because Phil likes the heels, right? Yeah. But I see him doing everything 
be and any company would benefit from that, right? So if they're smart, they would fucking keep him around. But like you said, especially, you know, he's doing it, you know, how how Moxley did it, how Danielson did it. You know, these guys that just let their contracts run out. Adam Cole, man of his word, extended, you know, um, wasn't released, you know, wasn't fired, wasn't sour. You know, I think I think he's just he if he does sign one, he's going to sign for, I think, a decent size of money. Uh but I don't think it's all about money with with these guys. We're in we're in a new, like you said, we're in a new era in the sense of the Brian Danielsons. These guys want to have the creative, if they maybe have, if more they have financial stability. Which at this point, it, it, Kevin I ho- Owens, I hope he does. Yeah, yeah, he yeah, does. yeah, definitely does. Same thing with Brian Danielson. These guys, I think the creative, the outlet, I, I think is just. Just as important, maybe not more important, but I think it, it it measures up there with money, obviously. And like I said, if if Kevin Owens was to go to uh, AEW, I'm sure he would be uh, fiscally rewarded as well. I don't, I, I don't, I don't, I don't disagree. I I just think that if if this if the E is smart, oh yeah, they'll invest in him and. Keep him on because, we, like, you but know. you know how you don't do that. You don't have him being beat by Baron Corbin, Happy Corbin, whatever the fuck he is now. I'm not, I see the, the whole win loss thing. The whole uh, unless he's still he's he's over, and he's one of those guys we talked about that doesn't need a belt. No, right? I agree. But like, you no, know, you, you don't have him lose to Happy. But I but, get it. But how but how do you go? Listen, Kevin, we we want to keep you around. We we have big plans for you. Meanwhile, how many times has has he seen it? Well, listen, this, it's like the middle relief pitcher, dude. A couple of years ago, people were like, how can you give a middle relief pitcher $45 million? Why? Because he'll come in in the fucking sixth inning, and he'll shut everybody down. Yeah. That base is loaded, two outs, whatever, right? So they got Kevin Owens on the bench. Hey, KO. Yeah, job to him. But we're going to give you some fucking brajol, you know? Yeah, some, but, it's, but it's it, been... It dep- like, it's been a while. It depends on him... And his, like you said, it's 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 when the performers have that freedom, and they have that financial stability, they want to go somewhere where they can be accepted and well, not accepted, appreciated, I should say. Appreciated, probably a better word, right? Yeah. Um, because he's accepted anyway at this point. Yeah. Um, and he would benefit from that. But if they're smart, they'll keep him. Pretty much, they it. should keep him. Anything else on the E? Nah, that's it for right now. All right, New Japan. Uh, G1. G1, night 12 last night in the B block from Kochi, Japan. Uh, Desperado beat Fujita. Yoshihashi beat Tamatanga, which I'm pissed off about. <laughs> Go, I'm wearing a gorilla shirt today. Yeah. Um, Hiroki Goto defeated Chase Owens. Augie, what are you doing over there? Um, Jeff Cobb defeated Sonata. Evil defeated Tanahashi. Oof. And Okada defeated Taichi. It's the B block. I was just going to say. Tomorrow morning is the A block. This is some good matches here. They're going to have a tag match opening up. Young Boys, Fujita and Oiwa versus Kanemaru and Desperado. Mm-hmm. Zach Sabre Jr., ZSJ versus Kenta, who was my pick to win a G1. Kenta. Toriano, he just lost the other day, fighting Takahashi. Shingo against Tangaloa. Hey, no. That's going to be a good match. Cody Bushi versus Great Okan. Yeah. I'm excited. And Ishii versus Takahashi. See, it's funny because I, 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 I agree, Kenta, um, the favorite, but 
you know, that evil against Tanahashi win, that makes it you think like, obviously evil had the belt, what was it, last year, the uh, maybe a year and a half ago. He got the belt. They tried. Um, I don't think we're over with that. I don't think that's going to be done with yet. Evil could be a surprising dark horse, I think, to, to win, win a G one. To win a G one, yeah. You know, so. Well, um, I mean, it's pretty stacked. I mean, they're, they're it's stacked this year. Yeah, it's stacked and it's stagnant at the same time because they can't bring guys over for because because yeah, of, they can't they, bring the guy Jin. You, you can't, and it's. Like, and I'm, I'm not saying guy Jin is going to change, but like you could you could mix it up. It and, makes it more dynamic. And the guys who were already there stayed there, like. Zach you know Jr. what was that Moxley two years ago that was he yeah like it was it was it it made it it made it bigger than it was you know, um, but yeah I'm excited to see what's gonna happen with that I just you know wrestling in and of itself especially watching like the uh, the throwback where like how many people were fucking there it was insane right because I mean if you listen it's almost like. When in the nineties with all that new metal and I mean new N U, not N E W. Yeah. That new metal like corn and fucking stain. By the way, watching watching Queen of the Damned last night. I I was uh Tabor loves that movie and she apparently loves the loves the soundtrack too. And I was like, Oh, I wish I would have known that. So I was like, shit. I was like, rocking out the corn more often. But uh I was just listening to it last night. I think that, and now they're touring is like is like old timers. It's funny. <laughs> I'm actually going to a '90s concert um, on the 22nd, and it's gonna be like Black Sheep and like all these dance acts, like Robin S and all this other shit. But you know, uh, but when new metal was out, it was like, oh man, what you know? It's 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 gonna the the whole industry is gonna take a dive. I'm not gonna take a dive, man. It's it's about progression it's yeah. about new things it's like you know our, our favorite musicians have tried other things and either they failed or they didn't um you know all the hardcore kids like me was secretly listening to limp biscuit yeah I, yeah I yeah wanna, i don't want to no. can't let anybody know that right though. right right and i and i and i admit it today but i actually adore fucking stained yeah and i love fucking nickelback because i saw them live and yeah. they do metallica and pantera covers yep so i'm like you know so i'm not too mad at that um i think Pro wrestling, same thing. It's like you know, if you if you have the right audience, it makes the world different, man. Yeah. It's like how many times, like you're a deadhead. Yeah. If the dead was still intact, I mean, I mean, with with <laughs> alive, with Jerry still alive, the other guy, yeah. It, I mean, the dead still tours and people pack out baseball stadiums and half of them are dead already. Yep. It, no pun intended. Um, and then when Pink Floyd toured a bunch of years ago, it was like. You there was seventy thousand people in a football stadium. Yep, and it was like if you booked the right people, I, I guarantee you, fucking Zeppelin toured again. It'd be half a billion dollar tour. You would you even know? you would e- all you would need is one one member, in, in in a sense of of that happening, and like you know, because then you just go. It's it's exactly how the dead does it. They have one. Well, they have a few members, two or three. Right, but Jimmy Page ain't gonna just play with anybody. He's a fucking snob. Right? He's a, he's a snob, but he's also, I think. And then and they're not they're not hurting for cash either. So it's like no, not at all. Right. So it's like you know if they would swallow their pride and be like, you know what, let's get. Yeah, but I think Plant's been on. He's been on the record of going. He goes, listen, I can't do it like I used to. And he goes, I'd rather let them. He, they did that show. Shit. For the Queen, right? Couple Ten years, years ago, ago maybe yeah, with, with with Jason Bonham on drums, and 
celebration day, I think it was called. Did they make they made a they made a video with that. I think they made. A DVD I want to see that. It. Yeah, it's it's, it's for the Queen, right? Yeah, I think it was it was at the O2 it Arena. Was, yeah, was it at the, oh, it was Royal Albert, right? Wasn't it? Maybe Royal Albert. Yeah, and they. Uh, you might be right. I have no idea. I know it's in England though. But they, but they was there was talks about it, but. Plant can't do but it. But Plant doesn't. He's like, listen, I can't do it like I used to. And he goes, I'd rather let it live. I'd rather. And it's a perfect way to be. How many wrestlers do we say stay too long at the party? You right. Know? Oh, yeah. If he Become, can't do it, he can't do it. Yeah. But my point is, if they tour, they would book, they would fucking, they would make a, a gazillion dollars. Oh, yeah. And it would draw the right audience. That was my point. The yeah. right audience. But to me, like you said, same, same exact thing where it's wrestling right now is we're just in a weird time with, you know, everything that's going on in the world, we're probably on the crest of that wave. GCW's doing big things right now, and, you know, they're down in, like, they got a show in AC with, uh, right? Janela, right? Janela against Suzuki, I think it is. Which is going to be awesome. He's been touring the states. Yeah. The the, the state, the country. He he must be stuck here. So he's like, ah, fuck, I might as well make money while I'm here. (laughs) Fucking, so good, man. But, uh, and then, you know, Cardona is I think he's wrestling on that card as well. You got Moxley against Nick Gage. Um Ring of Honor is 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 re, is re, is re up and revamping. I I see I would put GCW. It just it, no, in, I mean, in, in popularity. In of, yeah, popularity. in terms of popularity. Yeah, of course, yeah. Um you know, Impact you can never you can never, you know, not not count They're Impact. always there. They're, They're always there. They never folded. Figure it out. By the way, one of my new favorite podcasts is Jeff Jarrett's podcast. Never heard it. Excellent stuff. Yeah. Really, it really kind of opens your mind up about how behind the scenes all that stuff happens. I mean, he goes into, I I forget what episode I'm on now. Like, you know, he talked about holding up Vince and he talked about the Bash at the Beach thing. But the start of TNA was really, really interesting. And I can't wait to really kind of dive into a lot of their early pay-per-views, which I think we were talking about we're going to start doing next year. Because the, some of their stuff was really, really good. And, you know, a lot of the stuff was, you know, you know, kind of like the butts of the jokes, you know, with, with, with some of their stuff. But for the most part, they had some really good stuff. And the and the behind the scenes of it is, is fascinating. And I think that's where GCW is right now is, you know, they're staying very true, kind of like PWG has. PWG is just starting to get back back up in order, which is you know fine. I think it's been long long awaited because their product was always good. It was true. It 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 always stayed in that hall. They ended up moving, right? They ended up then they leave and they went to somewhere else. Yeah, when Nashville they they left uh, Florida, they went to Nashville. Yeah, or vice versa. And then no, uh, uh, PWG stayed. Uh, PWG is always in Cali. Cali. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, they left that one area where they always had all those shows, and they went to the bigger hall. Oh, right. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think and, it's about Impact. And, oh, yeah, Impact. But like you said, I, it's it's a bunch of start and stop. So I think with everything in the world, I think once, when, how, if, <laughs> anything ever normalizes, um, I think we can get back to the – Baseball stadiums, like you said, it was proof positive. Was that like you said you were there a few weeks ago? It it's it's going to happen. They're doing a death match. I'm trying to get you to go on Halloween, mm. um, in Trenton. I know it's fucking Matt Tremont versus Onita. I know, um, especially with 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 seeing the the show. I was like, oh, I, 
I'd, I'd love to go. But, uh, but um, anyway, so yeah, that's that's uh that's pretty much the state of the current affairs. I think everything is 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 status quo at this yeah. point. It's um, and like I tell you guys every week, you have options. You 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 have no. If you're a wrestling fan, if you're a true wrestling fan. You have no excuse, man. Exactly. You have, you have no excuse. Especially, like you said, it, it is it, it's a it's literally a buffet style. It's literally family style. Whatever you want, yeah. it's at your fingertips. So Stalling it's a beautiful thing. <laughs> All right, let's take a three minute and sixteen yep. second break. Let's plug our friends, and then we got a cool throwback for you tonight. It's Phil. It's Jay. It's Turnbuckle Throwbacks live to tape and all the happy horse shit. Lord Alfred Hayes, take us away. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Are you tired of being uninformed? Together, we can change all of that. Experience a podcast like you've never heard before. You'll gain knowledge, have some laughs, because we believe this is the last AEW podcast you'll ever need. Join us every Wednesday night at 10.15 p.m. on RantEMRadio.com and Facebook Live. We can also be found on all major podcast forums as part of the Shining Wizards Network. So stop listening to inferior AEW podcasts and bring a new podcast into your life by joining us. Join the Mark Order Podcast. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at MarkOrderPod and on Facebook.com slash MarkOrderPod. Don't forget to tag us on social media and use hashtag JoinTheMarkOrder because if you don't find us... We will find you. Everyone knows a lot of things can change in the span of 10 years. But when it comes to professional wrestling podcasting, one thing is still guaranteed. The Shining Wizards is the only place to get all the latest wrestling news, interviews with the greatest guests, and of course, tons of laughs in discussing the world of wrestling. The show is still available on Monday nights at 7 p.m. East on RantDMRadio.com and Rant Entertainment Media on the TuneIn app. And it's still available on all podcasting platforms. To check us out, head over to ShiningWizards.com, where it's still wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. Are you tired of being told what to think and believe by Hollywood elites and politicians who just don't care about you? Tired of not getting the truth when you watch the news? Tired of trying to figure out what pronoun to use? Tired of mob mentality when all you want to do is think for yourself and make up your own mind? That's where we come in. This is Justin. And Vince. Your host of Inconclusive Breakdown. We are a weekly anti-PC podcast bringing you entertainment and current event news without any spin. If you want to truly stay informed on what's going on in the world, then give us a listen every Sunday, anywhere you get podcasts, at least till Zuckerberg and Twitter Jack deplatform us. And as always, we're proud members of the Shining Wizards Network. Tired of the PC police telling you what you can and cannot say? Want a show that travels back to the 80s and 90s where the badass hosts have beaten down cancel culture on three separate occasions and carried on to gloat about it? Since 2013, The Midnight Jury is that show. Travel back to the malls and arcades, pop in your VHS, and join us where the 80s and 90s return from the dead. Conan, tell them where to find us. WLWstudios.com, home of the Midnight Jury podcast, hosted by Midnight Mike and Calvin Brody. Also available on all major podcast platforms via the Shining Wizards Network, and join in the conversation on Twitter at Midnight Jury.
Hey, it's WWE legend Native American Tatanka, and you're listening to Turnbuckle Throwbacks. I love Japanese theme music. It's it's amazing. It's right up your alley too. Is it that was a Hayabusa's? Uh, I was just gonna say, yeah. So like like we, I, I'm telling you, as soon as you sent this to me, it instantly brought back my like memory of going to going to the Staten Island Mall, going to I think it was Saturday night's matinee. I think it was called or some shit like that, and they had the wrestling section. And this is the company Tokyo Pop, who, you know, I guess acquired all all this stuff, you know, from Japan, and they they brought they had these VHS. I remember having this on VHS. That's you know, and once again, I'm, I guess I'm dating myself, but I loved it. Oh, as soon as you sent it to me, I was like, "Fuck yes, we are doing." Well, this. let's get and right into it. We are doing more. Let's get right into it. And now, here is your throwback of the week, sponsored by the Shining Wizards Network and Rant EM Radio. All right, so what Jay's referring to um, was a Tokyo Pop was the distributor of... um, FMW Frontier Martial Arts uh, promotion of their of their of their like their best ofs. Um, I did. I actually my exposure to deathmatch wrestling was a little bit different. I was um, I was tape trading, but I was also buying tapes off this off this dude Matt in Brooklyn. I would either take a train or I would cab it to Brooklyn, and this guy would make tapes and he would sell them. He had and he was a, one of the first guys to have like a hotline. You would call for wrestling scoops, and his name was Matt Zombie. He called himself, and actually, he he was he was involved with Don Tony and all those guys back in the day. But uh, Matt was one of those dudes who he would book bus trips to Philly. He's one of them, him and him and I ate ostrich in Philly. Ostrich, yeah, on a cheesesteak. I didn't know he tricked me. Holy, yeah. So I didn't even know you can have that. I didn't know that either. I shouldn't never. You should never eat ostrich, by the way. <laughs> but anyway, um, Matt would sell tapes too. And Matt called it garbage wrestling. 
he was old. He's older. So if I'm 47, he had to be three or four, maybe even five years older than me. So he's in his mid 50s now. Um, if he's even still alive, he's a pretty sick guy back in it. But he sold tapes to make money, almost like a drug dealer. He would fucking pimp these tapes. He got. As a matter of fact, one time he was almost beat up. He was selling the Beulah video. Remember the penthouse one? Yes. He was bootlegging it. And apparently he was a, he was accosted by fucking Tommy Dreamer and the Dudleys at a, at a show for doing it for bootlegging it because huh. him and Bueller were an item for a long time. So actually, they had kids and everything. They're not together anymore, I don't think. I think they are. I don't think so. He, oh was, yeah. da- he was dating some some black wrestler. Who Tommy Dreamer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look it up seriously. I don't think so. Um, no, they they, they definitely they're not together anymore. I don't. Last I read, anyway. So anyway. So Matt, so Matt would say, hey, Phil, I, and he would throw in tapes. You buy these, I'll give you this. So he gave me uh, uh, Wing, IWA. Yeah. And it was, the first one I ever saw was the Headhunters. They're, uh, they're very tag, they were like, everybody knows what the Headhunters are. But they were, they're brothers, they're big, heavyset Dominican or Puerto Rican brothers, and they would tag team, and, and then one, sometimes they'd fight each other. Yeah. The first match I saw was them against each other. Um. In a glass, shards of glass match. <laughs> so picture 400-pound bald dudes with, with makeup on, looking like Abdul the Butcher, um, basically suplexing and, 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 and doing body, and doing fucking, doing moonsaults and shit. And then it would just, just break each other. Then it would break these pieces of glass and, and then carve each other's heads out with them. So there were a couple of promotions. There was IWA, Victor Quinones in Puerto Rico. There was the wing promotion. And then, of course, there's Frontier Martial Arts Wrestling, which was started by Astucio Onita. So what, what got me watching the Unita videos again was one of the first tapes I ever had was uh, he was actually on that. Mm-hmm. It was him and Terry Funk. Uh, so Onita was classically trained, believe it or not, as a pro wrestler. He was actually trained by fucking Baba and Terry Funk, you know. Um, and he was in old Japan from like 74 to the mid-80s. And then he started Frontier Martial Arts Wrestling. And it was, uh, you know, it was a deal where it was so popular that, uh, you know, the the Yakuza was involved in it. I mean, if you look at the, um, basically, he was credited with, he's the godfather of hardcore wrestling, basically. Everything's Terry Funk. Terry Funk and Sabu brought that to the States. But it was Onita. But it was Onita who basically started it up and the deathmatch style. In like the late eighties, early nineties, um, you know, he but he would basically Paul Heyman took took that business uh, that business plan and made it ECW. Yeah, because Onita did the same. Onita had the high flyers, and he had the grudge matches and the regular match, and then he had the death, the, the hardcore matches, right? Um, and it was very profound the way it happened. Um, it became so popular. Because Jay mentioned how many people were in the audience for these things, it it became like a cult following. It was it was it had to be I think from what I read it was like thirty something thousand. Now mind you, the year prior, so then this video comes out in ninety nine two thousand. And well, so the video the throwback tonight is called King of Deathmatch, not King of the Deathmatch, yes. not the not the tournament that yep. Jay's hero won. Um, but this was they did Tokyo Pop put out twelve or fourteen videos. I think it's fourteen, right? And this was King of the Death, King of Deathmatch. Yeah, and it was a mixtape, basically. Yeah, and so it was and it was basically all the stuff from the seventh anniversary show of FMW, 
and it was they they went to a baseball stadium. I'll look it up in a second. But what's what's really it, once again this is it shows you Onita. Onita was the Terry Funk of Japan, basically. In in the sense of he that he was trained by Terry Funk he, too. Yeah, he. You know, wrestled, retired, wrestled, retired. Came still out wrestling. Retired. Yeah, still wrestling. Coming coming soon. And he, um, you know, but it shows you how much of a draw he was. He he got 30,000 people inside inside a baseball stadium in, in Japan in 96. And that's and that's what's kind of interesting about the timing of this video, because it did it did do it, it didn't do blockbuster numbers, the videos, but it had, you know, it had. Mick Foley on it, Terry Funk, Mike Awesome, uh, this Masato, had, Tanaka, Masato Tanaka, Hayabusa. Which this is at a time where they were just getting over in the states for the most part. Hayabusa, maybe the lesser known. Well, Hayabusa was the was the um, the Sabu, yeah. but better mm-hmm. of FMW. He was the main star. Yeah. He was a, he was Onita's main star in FMW, and he. Um, he tragically passed away. Yeah. Well, years later, he tragically he, he, got paralyzed. He paralyzed, and he passed away. And he, uh, but this is in 1996, in May of 96, which is interesting enough because now you got Foley coming from ECW going to going to to the E at this time. Horace Hogan, who was a big name, well, not a big name, I shouldn't say it like that, but he was a a name, Horace Boulder in Japan. Um, he was going over to WCW later on this year as well. Uh, Mike Awesome, obviously, always traveled back and forth between Japan and was it Kawasaki Stadium, Jay? Kawasaki. That's Stadium. what it had the uh, the second anniversary show. Yes, oh, so I think sorry. it was Kawasaki. Yeah, and you know, but the year prior they had forty something thousand. Like this, right? This is you know, and this isn't something that's you know, oh, you know, an overnight success. They, this was you know ninety six. It started in ninety nineteen ninety. Now. I haven't seen the dark side of the ring yet with FMW. I, I that's probably one of my most anticipated ones to see because once again I had about five five of these videos, six of these videos, and the thing that always stuck out to me, you know, obviously it had the names and what have you. I remember the ECW FMW cross promotion video, which was I actually great, found I actually found that online, which is great. Yeah. Um, but the women here. You talk about WWE always revisionist, always wants to take credit for everything, and they started everything first. The women here, they came from mostly from all Japan as Josh, well. Yeah, Joshi wrestles. Yeah, did. They were unbelievable in yeah. these some of these 100%. matches. In some of these matches, they were just they were they it was more entertaining than the men. Um, but that was always my takeaway from it was. The, the the women's wrestling of it was like, wow, it shit is, you know, over here you had bra and panties matches in 1999, but I'm watching this stuff that's happening in Japan, and they, they, they're putting on 18-minute, 20-minute matches, like full-blown matches, and like these crazy bumps off the top and, you know, uh, glass and everything, like especially FMW style, you know, but... Yeah, and the mixtapes don't do it any justice because the, the shows themselves had everything. They had MMA fights before MMA was big. They had Bo- Leon Spinks wrestled in yeah. one of them, right? So it was like, you know, they had the original Sheik with the, with Sabu, uh, Tiger Jeet Singh, Ricky Fuji, like all these guys, you know, that either were in the States or didn't make it in the States had another home. 
and the payout was huge because, like, like Jay said, Onita was bringing in the the fucking the people. Mm-hmm. Like you couldn't bring, you couldn't, you couldn't. They were they were sending people away, you know. And it was actually a black eye to like all Japan, New Japan, because it wasn't. I mean, listen, and all Japan was fucking amazing between the late eighties to the mid to late nineties, because everybody was there, you know. Stan Hansen and and Brody before he died and you and then you had you know Gordy and Williams you had Vader Bam Bam Bigelow you know Baba was still a name Fujinami was still a name Anoki was still a name and then New Japan started up doing shit again it was like but they weren't drawing like <laughs> these fucking deathmatch nah, promotions yeah. were. and and it's and but it's, and that's that's the interesting part about it is that to see. Essentially, like you said, "quote unquote" garbage wrestling. How it, how over it was, but it was there was something captivating about, it. and you could hear it in in the gasp of the crowd and and everything. And what's what's good about the Tokyo Pop one was that they had the hokey, what was it, Wantanabe, John Wantanabe. Yeah, very fucking hokey. Well, let's get into it. Let's yeah. uh, let's do the. Uh, let me see here. Let's uh, where's my. Uh my match listing. It was very fucking hokey, but like, and and then they the, then they had the long haired guy, uh, with the goatee. He was like, uh, you know, he was like the cool heel. You know, he was. So this was all basically from May fifth of ninety six, right? Yep. Okay. Yep, that's what I got. So your first match was uh, non non uh, Joyo Hayato yeah. versus Jason the Terrible, <laughs> who's from the IWA promotion. Yeah. Um. Who's uh, very? Who's almost? I mean, in in the world of the internet, is pretty much unknown. I could not find much on him. Yeah, no, he, but he's he was big. And he was big, yeah. He, just like um, horrible promo. Oh yeah, no horrible. <laughs> but but just like uh, what what band is big in Japan? What was the name that was um? Well, my favorite band, Mr. Big. Mr. B- Mr. Big was big in Japan. What was the other the other band that that they, that said they were big in Japan? Sticks was pretty big. Not Sticks. Um, they did a cover. Don't be cruel. Fucking. Cheap trick. Oh, cheap trick. trick. Yeah, they were live in Budokan. Yeah, they were they were big in Japan too. Yeah, allegedly. But yeah, Jason the Terrible fought Hayato, Hayato, I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was interesting, to say the least. Yeah, but they uh, and like I said, this this match didn't thankfully didn't go long. I, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even classify it as a. Uh, I mean, a, a, an opening match, but you got to remember that this is a. Out of context. You know, because so now there's two different shows. We have the King King of Death match, the Tokyo Pop one, and you had the seventh anniversary show, which I want to watch next because there's a great fucking match on there. I, I got to see with uh, the Monster Squad against fucking Rock and Roll Express and Ricky Fuji. Uh, talk about fucking mullets right there, Ricky Fuji with his mullet. But um, yeah. Now, um, if you were a fan of the Mega Powers era of Turnbuckle Throwbacks, Dave was a big fan of the Crush Girls. Yes. Which was uh, uh, Asuka and, of course, what you'll see on this tape, Chigusa Nagayo. Yep. Nagayo was a fucking beast of a woman. Yeah. Okay, from all Japan. But the Crush Girls were basically, you know, everybody says the Jumping Bomb Angels were like the best tag, the women's tag team in Japan, but the Crush Girls basically were that that team they were the british bulldogs they were the Hoff foundation they were demo they were every, they were the, the rope they were everything all packaged into a women's tag when women's tag team wrestling wasn't a thing the crush girls were a thing 
Mm-hmm. So Nagoya on this particular card fights Shark uh, Tushia. Yeah, uh, I don't know much about her. I don't know much about her, but I just knew that this match was clunky. Uh, it would would be putting it mildly. Um, wasn't terrible, but you know, like it just once again, it, it just it it was kind of opening the palette of things to come, and it just shows you what could be. Like I said, Nagayo is just a. Fu- I remember seeing her in a lot of different videos. Well, just look. I mean, I we have I have some of their stuff on DVD somewhere packed away. But you just look up the Crush Girls. Yeah, I'm telling you, dude, we did a whole we did a whole podcast about them. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're good team. Yeah. Uh, the next match uh, was ho- first off this promo by Michael. Michael Awesome's makeup is crooked. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> His promo is all as awful. It's so awful, it's almost good, because it's just like straight up old school, kind of, you know, yelling at the camera, you know, pointing a finger, looking away from the camera. Oh, let's, let's let's paint a picture. It's a six man tag match for the six man street six man street fighting title. Yeah, it's the headhunters, like I mentioned, and uh, Leatherface and Super Leather now. Super Leather, because you can't say Leatherface. Who was Corporal Kirshner. Which is amazing to me still. Yeah. Which, when you told me that, still blows my mind. Versus Horace Boulder. Uh, um, Sakatsu Oya, and, of course, the Gladiator, which is who is Mike Awesome. Yeah. Um, but they don't care about the titles. Mike Awesome does not care. They just want to beat up people. Yeah. And, and that's what they did. I tell you, and, and, and it's funny to see because I remember in 99 watching this, looking at... You know, Horace Boulder going, the hell's Horace fucking Jabba Hogan doing over there? And apparently, you know, as years later, he's like, he was a, he was a pretty big to do there. Like he was, you know, same thing. Gaijin that just came over, made money, you know, but always oh, was always on the card. You know, this match started off, you know, kind of a little bit of melee style, super leather and fucking Mike Awesome jumping on top of the scaffold. And that's. 30 feet in the air. English commentary, by the way. Yeah. Which is cool. I like that. Yeah, I enjoyed it. A little hokey, but uh, the guys were good. Yeah. And uh, it's it's funny, you know, like I said, that this match um, was kind of, a, you know, I, I don't want to say a letdown. I don't know if that's the right word. Because I don't know what I was expecting. Here's the deal. you And I'm, I'm going to say this to the audience, too, because we, we'll post the video later on. Yeah. This, on, this was It's right. definitely worth a watch. You guys... Don't watch deathmatch wrestling with any kind of expectation. There's your mistake. Yeah. You know, don't don't do what Matt Cardona is doing now with these expectations of being this 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 deathmatch guy and whatever whatever. Nick Gage and all these other guys, you know, like it's it. You're supposed to look at it as a attraction, basically. You know, these guys are basically killing themselves to entertain us. There's no like, you know, some of them have storylines, some of them don't. And if you lived in Japan and you followed it, then you know the storylines. If not, you get mixtapes like this. Um, but, yeah, they win the match. They win the titles. But the, the Headhunters were already champions of uh, the IWA, I believe. And, oh, yeah. And, and, or, and or Wing promotion. Both. Right. They were, right? Yeah. That's what I thought. Because the Wing promotion produced one of the greatest hardcore wrestlers of all time, which is Wing Kanemura. Yeah, which we'll see. In, in the, the next match. Yeah, the next match. Against your boy, Mick Foley. And Mick Foley cuts a fucking promo and a half. It's a great promo. Let it, me, let, can we play it? Oh, yeah. I, I think we can. you fast forward to it? I have right here. I, oh, have, yeah. I already have it keyed up. When you're the king of the death match, pain is part of your life. Well, I don't really care about pain. 
when you're the king of the death match, blood becomes part of your life. Well, I don't really care about blood. When you're the king of the death match, it's all part of life. But Kenny Mora, you ask me if I care, I care about one thing, and that is, I will be damned if I'm going to step on that plane with my wounds sticking to the airplane seats, knowing to myself, the cactus jack, you're not the king anymore. You're not the king anymore. You're not the king anymore! So Kenny Mora, if you want that king of the deathmatch title, then you better step up the plate and be ready to kill me! Because you will have to drag me kicking, screaming, bleeding, and dying! Are you ready to make that sacrifice? Because I am. See you in the ring. Bye-bye! Fucking awesome. Now, that's part of that interview. Part of that promo is that it's actually a shoot because there was an incident on a plane where Mick Foley was addressing a wound. Yeah. He dressed it, and then it stuck to the seat like it was infected. And he didn't know. Like, he, he just treated it. He was like, jump on a plane and fly home. Comes home from from the match, and his wife's like, what, what, what's that smell? <laughs> like, there was smoky skin. Like, he... Smelled like he was deep fried, like you know. So uh, apparently he didn't treat his wound properly, and that's what happened. Hilarious. So um, that's part what he he was talking about his trip home from Japan. He like I said he and this is ninety six Foley. Um, you know, it was really I don't want to say it was a niche. Um. You know, I don't want to say it's like a, it's 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 a niche following, but like I said, Japan it was huge then, and Japan this was a way to make make a living. They got paid very handsomely, um, very well, but it was also a, a creative in the sense of how far can you push it. And you know, he was somebody that did, and and like I said, especially the promo where now for the for the anniversary show, it's like he's supposed to be defending an, a non-existent title, but he's the king of the death match. Uh, in 95, IWA put that together, and he was, um, he he looked at it as he, he's, he's defending that belt, that, that title, that, that crown, and at that point, Foley was very good at, <laughs> at showing, you know, and making you believe that what he was actually going through. And I tell you, he was good. He was unbelievably fucking good at this point. Especially this is right before he goes to the E. And just amazing stuff. I actually enjoyed the match. I I, I, I think the match was really, really good. Um, you know, kind of picks up where the IWA King of the Death match stuff from the, from the year prior. Yes. Kind of left off. Um, Wing Kanamura, dude was uh, uh, just fucking monster, uh, take, taking taking shots, taking abuse. Um, did he ever do any time in ECW? I feel like he did. He had a match with Balls Mahoney. I want to say. Yeah, he wrestled. He wrestled in ECW. Mm-hmm. Yep. I I I like this match. Um, I think, you know, it wasn't my favorite match in the DVD. I think that that goes to the women's match next. Um, that was the match of the night. Yeah, I, that goes to my to my favorite match. 
but this but this was good. This was really, really good. And like I said, Foley Foley wins as usual, you know? Yeah. Like like you said not not I shouldn't say as usual, but No, he did he really hardly lost in Japan. Yeah. He was the guy he was the guy that took it, you know, and and that's what's kinda good, especially like we talked about that match he had with um when Goldberg backed out. It was it was we just did it recently. Shit. Oh my god, why am I drawing a blank? Who did he fight? Who? Foley. We did it in 04. Remember he had the match with Randy Orton? Oh I, yeah. I found I found the match. It was him and Oh my god, I'm drawing a blank. But Edge you talking about. Yeah, I mean, no 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 no, but it was in May. It was May of 04. We did it on the episode. We did it as remember I I found the fucking Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um I want to say I, I want to say Nakamura, but it's definitely not him. Um, but I, I, you know, fully treated Japan uh, with the utmost respect because I think he he felt that when he was struggling, I don't know if that's the right word, maybe, but he, when he was making it as a, a as a name, Japan always treated him as such. So he kind of always returned the favor that way. So. It is. It's great to see Foley in, in this in this aspect, and uh, I really enjoyed this match. I enjoy a lot with Mick Foley. I, just, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, and you know, you know, there's a fucking FMW video game that came out in '93. I want to see if I can find it. I had no idea. Super Famicom. It's a. It's a. It's a. Um. It's a gaming system that. Was big in Japan. I just, I just know now that there's an FMW like that. That you know, the the link that you sent me, you sent me that, and uh, I just know that FMW Dojo. I'm, I'm all about that channel right now. Oh, the YouTube channel. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah. Um. All right. So your next match is a women's t- match to unify the their their women's championship, right? Um. So it's her. Uh, uh, the it's combat Toyota, yeah. Um, fi- fighting uh Migumi Kudo, who was Mio- Migumi Teo- Toyota, who was the wife, I believe, of Asushi Onita at one point. Um, but she was a very popular women's wrestler, and a no rope exploding barbed wire match. <laughs> Just think about it. In late ninety, like I said, ninety nine, two thousand. You know. Women's wrestling really wasn't a, a a thing of of note. I don't know if that you know if if, if that's fair to say, but it really kind of wasn't. Bra and panty matches. We were just getting off of that, and here's here comes Japan going. Hold my beer. Uh, our ladies are gonna have a no rope exploding fucking electric fine fence match. You know whatever the hell it was. It's unbelievable. Yeah, uh, but um, Migumi Kudo, um. Was she's still alive? Thank God. But she was the, f- the face of Frontier Martial Arts Wrestling. Yes. Um, her real name was Megumi Takayama. I'm sorry, not Toyota. Um, she became like she was, and she was the first women's wrestler to be like in in prominent in death matches at 130 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> she went to all Japan though. She was she she had a few with Aja Kong and a bunch of you know, um. But she married uh, Hito, not not um, not only I'm sorry, Bad Boy Hito. Mm-hmm. They met in FMW, obviously. But she was their champion four times, 
and the world women's Japan champion six times. So she was a she was a deal, you know. Uh, to say the least, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and combat Toyota Toyota was one of the like the the big heels there, you know. So this match was so brutal in terms of women doing this, right? And Toyota was fucking twice her size, Kudo, right? Yeah. But they took it to the, they took it to the floor. They beat they beat each other up so bad that there was a segment in the back of the, of the um old because Kudo wins the title, but I don't think she stayed. I think she retired shortly after that. But there was a they, you know, Nita came out and they brought them the, they brought the medics out. They brought her in the back. They're both in the dressing room like crying on the floor, like like this this sign of respect, like a, you know, almost like what the girls do now. Yeah. In the ring, but yes. like, but this was like more like organic because the girls like they knew, they knew basically then that they stole the fucking show, but they didn't want to like it wasn't again. You have to understand something, guys. Women's wrestling was still an attraction at that point. The divas weren't around at this yep. point. When you went to a wrestling match, you saw a women's match or a midget match. It was a fucking it was a curtain jerker, okay. Yep. But to have women and but Joshi was big forever only in Japan, right? But to see these women do death matches was unheard of. Unheard of. You don't even they don't even do it now. Yeah. You know. So, needless to say, that was fun. I honestly, Jay, that was probably my favorite match of the whole card. I I think it was I, of the I whole said the same video. Thing. Yeah. And then of course the the final match of the evening on the t- on this tape um three four there's only like six matches on here but it was worth the fucking two hours to watch it. Oh, uh, one of my favorites, Mr. Pogo, another yeah, another Mr. another wing promotion guy. Um, the mullet and the fucking Ultimate Warrior face paint. <laughs> that dude, I seen him get. St- one time I watched a match with him. He fought in an Olympic sized pool with Mike Awesome and a bunch of like a six man or yeah. The 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 ring was floating in an Olympic sized pool in Japan, and they used a sickle. Yes, he got stabbed in the belly in his beer belly with a fucking sickle. Not a sword, yeah. Not a knife, a not a hammer, not an axe. Yeah, a sickle. Yeah. Okay, keep that in mind. Okay, like children of the corn type sickle shit. You know what I'm saying? Mister Pogo teams up with his hero and his mentor Terry Funk, and of course legendary Masato Tanaka. Oh, no, I'm sorry. It was Pogo and Funk against Masato Tanaka and the legend Hayabusa, in a no rope exploding. Bob wire, time bomb, landmine, landmine, double hell, death match. <laughs> Once again, a no rope, exploding bob wire, time bomb, landmine, double hell, death match. Jay? Does it get any more precise than that? No. Do you want to hear from the legend himself, Terry Funk? Sure do. All right, let's hear. Sure do. You like this hat? Oh, now I got, thanks, dude. Now I got to play. Now I got to play the fucking. Where is it? Hold on a second. I want to play. Where the fuck is my Dusty Clips? I hate this fucking thing. Where is it? Because now I, got, now I want to play it. I should have. I didn't think he was going to say that, but. Where is it? Where is my fucking gimmick? No, no, it's not that one. It's not that one. Um. No. 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 There it is. You like this hat? Sure do. You better like this hat. That's no lie. <laughs> sure do. 
the best Do part. I ever want to hear from Terry Funk? I always want to Believe me, hear. this match will be anything but paradise for any of these four guys. Let's go to the ring. A death duel. You know I have no more love for anybody in this world than Japan and the Japanese wrestling fans. I've been coming here for decades, and that's the truth, since I was a young man. I spent almost my entire life in Japan. And one thing that I've learned is I've learned that you have to have heart because all Japanese people have heart and know that you have to have a strong heart. But the unfortunate thing about Hayabusa and Tanaka Hayabusa. is that they don't have the heart. Hayabusa. It's because they haven't had the proper teachers. The proper teacher is people like Baba. The proper te teachers are people like Dory Fung Jr. The proper teachers are people like Dory Fung Sr. You have to have heart to give another individual the heart to go on. The teacher is the master. He has to give the student heart. Onita could not give them the heart because he has the heart of a chicken. You understand? <laughs> buck, 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 buck. Onita has the heart of a chicken. Hayabusi and Tanaka, therefore, they have the heart of a chicken. No more than a chicken is all that they have. Now, I love you fans. But you have to understand that these and FMW's wrestlers and FMW itself is not a good organization. You are looking at people with heart. We have had heart all of our lives, and we will continue to have heart. Do you understand me? I am telling you, Onita, you might have a dream. I can't get you because you are retired, but I can get Hayabusi. I can get Tanaka, and I can take away your dream. Yes, your dream of having a wrestling promotion in Japan. I can destroy FMW. And that's a promise. That's a promise from one of the Funk family. And you know I can do it. And I'm going to do it for you Japanese people out there, because I love you, man. I love you. I love each and every one of you out Forever. there. Forever. Now, Mr. Pogo looks like he works for a moving company. He, yeah, he, he's not. He's not in good. Like shape. you said, picture, picture, uh, you know, Ultimate Warrior, but sucked to an air hose, you know, <laughs> and just. But and who's the and who is the the guy from IWA the the manager I forget Victor his Victor Quinones that was Victor Quinones no no but that's the manager oh but, no no I think that was that was him yeah yeah he had the cigar or whatever yeah and uh, you know he didn't say much here he said much more in the the headhunters and the super leather yeah, uh, yeah that that's Victor Quinones but uh, God Funk is just so good especially that's what's kind of good too about Japan at this time was they always. Like the like the pre and post match um, promos were always good because it was it made the stories more real. Like whereas obviously stateside WWF more importantly was more cartoony, Japan always had that realness edge to them. And this you know this was no this was no different. This was this isn't like DDT or that other promotion. Uh, I can't think of it right now. Hustle. I, 
Is it? That's the one I'm thinking of. Hustle. That's yeah, the one hustle. With, with Foley. The one that we did. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, there you go. I, I couldn't fucking think of. Yeah, it. it happens, bro. And uh, you know, but this this match was this match was good. I mean, for what it was. Listen, I love Hayabusa. Uh, this is when Tanaka was. You know, he wasn't as scarred up, but he was still a little scarred up. You know, he wasn't. And this is just when. He was starting those wars with 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 Mike Awesome, you know. So, but God, I just, I, there's something about Terry Fink, Terry Funk in a <laughs> exploding, exploding match. It's something about it. it just it just makes I got it I got warm. I got to show you the one I have with Onita, him and Onita. I have it on. Yeah, that one I I because it's funny. Because there's a few, of them, but I have the one I have it. I have it. Uh, I don't, do you even have a DVD player at home? Mm, probably not. <sighs> Gonna have to, you're gonna have to thumbnail that. I'm gonna have to thumbnail it for you then. I, don't I, I found the DVD. I have yeah. it. Yeah. Or, or whatever that is, the thumb drive. That's what I meant. I to know. Say. I know thumb what you drive. meant. Uh, I like this match. Uh, Hayabusa, just a major star. Like you said, Japan's version of Sabu. We could do. A, we could do a whole series yeah. of podcasts. And on I think him. they have. They a, have. They do. The FMW well, Tokyo Pop has that. And Hayabusa. so does IVP. Oh, okay. IVP has a bunch of Hayabusa shit. We're gonna have to. Maybe we'll we'll have to do that because. He really was, uh, especially the way that he, you know, was forced to retire. Like it was gruesome, gruesome. I saw a moonsault off the middle, like a lion salt almost. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. You know, um, but he was exciting to watch. Like you said, it. I mean, you know, got to be where Sabu got a lot of his stuff, or vice versa, wherever the, you know, whoever came first, the chicken or the egg. But nonetheless, it, 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 he was good. This 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 match was for what for it served its purpose. You know, Mister Pogo is just <laughs> like he, I love to say he works for a moving company. I think that's fucking perfect. <laughs> uh, you know, he ain't taking any bumps in this match, Mister Pogo. Mister Pogo didn't take a lot of bumps. <laughs> he just got he just got cut up, blown up. He got cut. Yep. Um. But like I said. You, it made the crowd react. The crowd w- was waiting to see. Like he said, Onita, you know, this was during his fifth retirement. Uh, this was during Terry Funk's eighth retirement. Um, little known fact. Uh, but he, uh, Funk was excellent at his middle age, crazy, 50, 52 years old here. Still still getting it done in the ring. Unbelievable. Unbelievable stuff. I, I loved it. As soon as you sent this to me, uh, and it just completely unlocked you know the box of of my head where I was just going, oh, we got to do more of this because yeah, we're gonna probably like do I it. said, October's gonna be our blood and gore, blood it's and blood and guts. We're gonna call it the blood and guts tour, 2021. I so like it. we're gonna just continue our blood and guts, and then we'll finale it with the uh, Halloween, whatever Havoc. Halloween Havoc Jay wants to do. I'm gonna lean on. I I was thinking 94. I thought you were gonna go 91, 90, 91, 91 or two because McFoley's on, Cactus Jack is on the spin the wheel, make the deal ones. Ooh. So I thought you were gonna go that route. Maybe we'll do that. I don't care which one we do. Yeah. I mean, we've done a few of them already, but yeah. we, we, whatever, you, whatever one you want to do again, I don't give a shit. Yeah, maybe we'll do that one actually. Well, this is a, a pit, but you have a couple of weeks, so you know, yeah. do you do do your due diligence? We're gonna do, uh, and, we're gonna, uh, and we're gonna pre-record for the twenty-second because I'm not yeah. gonna be here. But yeah. we're definitely gonna we can even pre-record that day, like we're that gonna, that like like this time. If we we're have, gonna do our gore fest, our uh, blood, gore, guts, yeah. blood and guts October. Yeah. So. Turnbuckle throwback. I, I loved it. I, I I love this. Please go out of your way. We'll put the link up later. Um, 
really, especially, you know, with this dark side of the ring, FMW is the... Yeah, definitely watch FMW and... and you know what you should do? You should watch, F- you should watch the uh, dark side of the ring first. Yeah. And then... Fascinating watch- story. How, yeah. Because I know I haven't watched it yet, but I just know about... You know the yakuza tyings and and the guy that hung himself to yeah you know he to, for the life insurance policy to 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 pay off the yakuza yeah. amazing stuff it's great amazing shit. stuff and the fucking yakuzas they didn't give a shit because with the yakuza the fact that it's real life is even what, better. What, what's funny is like with like you know if like let's say like it, it, they're chasing you and you get killed or you kill yourself they go after your whole family they don't care they don't care it's amazing they're like you don't want to pay. They went. They 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 raided the. Fu- oh man, you gotta watch. It's it. Amazing stuff. It's stuff. Really good stuff. So yeah, we'll post that. I'm gonna. I'll I'll post it later on with the episode and then, uh, you know, uh, with that. Anything else before we head out of here? Nah, I gotta run out. I know. So yeah, this is the start of our blood and guts tour 2021. I guts. Hope I hope you enjoyed that. Um, TurnbuckleThrowbacks.com, RantIanRadio.com, ShiningWizardsNetwork.com, Dark Satellite Media is all you can. All of our uh, outlets. ProWrestlingTees.com is where we get our shirts. Go buy a shirt. Trick or treat. You know what I'm saying? Get yourself some gimmicks. I got a cool FMW gimmicky shirt coming. I'll tell you about it later on uh, during the, uh, during the um, next week's show. I think it's coming this week or next week. Anyway, doesn't matter. Say goodnight, Gracie. Goodnight, Gracie. <laughs>